the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's Your Life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and wow, I tell you, uh, we got a great show <laughs> coming your way. We're talking about uh, hot topics, and uh, Noah, when we talk about hot topics, you know that we generate a lot of uh, noise, I guess that's what you want to call it. Well, of course, you know, lots of things that are pretty, you know, important to what's going on in the in the world today. We all have an opinion. We're trying to give out those opinions and have some healthy discussion back and forth so that we can actually be better informed as individuals, JC. And it's all about helping one another at the end of the day. Man, man, I tell you, no, we got a great uh a panel that's going to uh, help us uh, uh, get through some of these things. But uh, we all need to keep in mind that uh, Hot Topics is all about opinions. I mean, so uh, last last month when we did this, we kind of like stirred up a, 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 a lot of a heat, which was fun. And we're going to do the same thing today. I'm just going to tell you, we're going to do it. We're going to do the same thing. And uh, just like I said, we got a fantastic panel Michelle, who is on our panel today? On our panel today is Dr. Lester Freeman, a pediatrician located in Atlanta, Georgia. And we also have Kathy Murray, a certified personal trainer. And we also have Emerald Lindo, who is the co-founding, co-founder and managing partner of EMS Ventures, a behavioral health and wellness company based in Richmond, Virginia. And we also got uh, Noah Dingley, who's my producer. Oh, I have lots of opinions, <laughs> James. You know that. <laughs> you know, so uh, just like I said, the topics, you know, we call it Hot Topics Made, because we do this once a month. And um, and some of the things that we're going to talk about today, and I'm just going to I'm just going to put it out there. Well, we, we, labor shortage. There is no such thing. There is so many jobs out there, you know, but uh, I, I, I got my opinion on, on that. And I'm going to talk to you guys about that one. So we're going to talk about um, uh, the labor shortage and why. I mean, <laughs> and we're also going to talk about the, the COVID-19 uh, vaccines, you know, what's going on in that arena. And uh, especially with the approval or semi-approval or. Uh, with the twelve to fifteen year olds and and how that's going to uh, affect and uh, and the new rules that the CDC just came out with where you don't have to wear a mask and in certain situations and, and we're going to talk about physical fitness because that is so important in all of our lives and man, I know we've been locked up in the house or wherever you've been and a lot of people use that as an excuse not to work out and and get in shape but. Um, we got experts in all three of these areas uh, that's sitting on the panel that's, uh, that's going to be talking about this. And also, our listening audience, if you want to be part of the conversation, you can call in and be part of the conversation at 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. But before we start this, I want to talk about the legacy uh, contest that uh, we got going on right now. And uh, basically... Uh, I'm have Rob Lucy. Uh, can you can you play that that piece on Rob Lucy? He's gonna give you the instruction of what that's what the legacy contest is. Thank you. 
Thank you, James. Yes, I'm Rob Lucy, and I'd love to tell you a little bit more about the Legacy Story Contest. This is a contest that you will write. It's a story that you really don't want to disappear. You'd really love your family and your friends and your colleagues know about this story. It could be anything. It could be something from your childhood. It could be about getting married, about falling in love, about um, um, burning down the barn. You didn't mean to do that. Any story that you don't want to disappear, that you'd love to have your descendants learn about hundreds of years from now. So write your story up to 300 words, a story you don't want to disappear, and we'll uh, judge all, we'll read all three, all stories, and we'll come up with a winner. We'll decide on a winner with a great prize. That's the Legacy Story Contest, James, and uh, I'm looking forward to start reading them. Yeah, and I am looking forward to people start to put their uh, essays or their inputs in because, um, you know, we got until the 25th. That's the deadline, 25th of May. The 28th, we want to identify the three finalists. And on the 4th of June, we uh, want to be able to have those three finalists on the James Cooley show to tell us why they wrote uh, their legacy story, the reasons behind that. And and so all of the entries should be sent to jamescooley145 at gmail.com. Again, send all entries to jamescooley145 at gmail.com. The winner of the contest will get dinner for two at any restaurant that they want, long as it does not exceed $175. So get your entries in. I had to throw that $175. I see Kathy over there laughing. <laughs> you know? But um, so we're looking for inputs on that one. But I am very excited about getting this show started. Around. I can tell you got a big smile on your face because <laughs> you know how uh, – how feisty it's going to get with uh, <laughs> some of the differing opinions, but it's going to be good fun. It's going to be good fun. So, Michelle, can uh, you uh, tell our listening audience what the purpose of the show today is? Yes. The purpose of the show today is to have an open discussion on today's hot topics, to bring insight to our listening audience on some of the issues and concerns on these topics, and to collaborate with our panel and callers on recommendations to solve some of these issues. Wow. So I, I, I say we get started. <laughs> what you said, Noah? <laughs> you know, let's uh, get this thing headed in the right direction and uh, get the first topic on the table. The first topic we're going to talk about is labor shortage in America. You know, the pandemic caused millions of Americans their jobs, while the Bureau of Labor Statistics found that 9.7 million of them are actively seeking work. Business. Businesses are reporting significant labor shortage. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. There is so many jobs out there currently, and no one wants to go to work. And in my opinion, because I believe that, that the government is, is kind of overdoing it. I mean, I'm, in some cases, I think it's okay. In others, if, if we continue to feed, you know, everyone that does, don't want, really want to work, and we give them three hundred, six hundred dollars a week, unemployment plus another three hundred plus whatever else. Sometimes that makes some people lazy and say, "I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get out there and work." And I have a lot of friends of mine that has businesses that they cannot. People they offer money, them raise the states, you know, from fifteen dollars to twenty, and people just paying people to put applications in and people still don't, don't want to do it. So my thing is, why? Why do you believe the United States is currently experiencing a labor shortage? I want to start with uh, with Emmer first. What, what's your thoughts? Well, I think from a, as, an, as an employer, I, I feel the pain, and, and Lester and I talked about this some, some time ago, um, finding qualified people and, and having them come to work. In my situation, really, I've had, I've had some people who have worked, worked there, work at my office, and based on the issues they're facing right now with children being home from school and all the other things that go along with that, it made more sense for them to stay home and collect the $600 versus actually going out into the field and doing their job. And I get in some situations it makes sense. You got two or three kids who are, you know, being home, um, taking taking classes from home, and they need to have some kind of supervision and guidance and things like that. 
And some people kind of like put themselves in a situation where they, they're fearful. They feel that they're in the front lines and they're dealing with patients and things like that. And the unknown, especially early in COVID, the unknown of whether they can actually catch it and just didn't want to take the risk. So I get that. But there are a, a significant portion of that group that say, you know what? I'm not getting taxed immediately on that money. I, I was bringing home maybe a little bit more than that. So I'd rather stay home and, and just um, just get that free uh, money coming in right now. Wow. You know, what, what are your thoughts, uh, Dr. Freeman? Well, recently, I'll just give you a personal uh, anecdote. Um, I just lost two of my, my employees and because of um, personal reasons, and, and both have to do with child care. Like I said, they'd rather stay at home. It's, it's more cost-effective for them to stay at home than to actually put their child in, top, in child care and look for a job. So they stay at home, collect the checks, and they're good with it. However, that leaves us short two employees and without uh with our population our patient population without our load we can't afford to lose two employees and so we put out the uh, necessary feelers for replacements and my uh, practice manager who's excellent at, at choosing talent can't find any not because the, the talent's not out there but because, but because there's no there's nobody out there who wants the job, you know? Hey, ho- ho- hold that though, Dr. Freeman. We got to take a station break, but we're going to come back and we're going we to pick up where we just left off. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And uh, wow, we're talking about uh, a hot topic today. And the first topic that we're talking about is uh, labor shortage in America. And uh, if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Doctor Freeman, uh, we we was talking to you right before we had to go to the break, and the question was, why do you believe that the uh, United States is currently experiencing labor shortage? Well, like I like I like I said earlier, and like um, Mr. Lindo said earlier, um, people would rather stay at home and take care of the kid if they're going to receive a check in the mail. Um, that's not the situation for everybody, but that's the situation that I've run, run into in my practice. Uh, I was mentioning that the fact that my practice manager, who is excellent at finding great talent, can't find that talent because the talent 
decide to stay home. They don't even put in the applications or resumes. Um, even the, the staffing offices that she uh, tries to uh, knock on their doors, like people like Ronstadt, if, any, if anybody's familiar with Ronstadt, their staffing agency, even they're having trouble not just staffing other offices, but staffing their own offices. A staffing agent? <laughs> you know? That's, they can't even staff their own offices, let alone my office. So they run into issues like that all the time. And so now it's even more so. And I have uh, friends who go to, they say they go, go to the mall midweek and, and try to uh, return a gift, thinking that no one's going to be at the mall midweek, midday. But to their surprise, there are people there at the mall. It's mall is packed. There's lines going out the door because people are spending their stimulus checks, their unemployment checks on, you know, various goods and various, you know, luxury type items, not items that are necessities, oh, you know, but items that are uh, luxuries. And so I think that's a, I think that's a very unfortunate. Oh, yeah. Hey, Captain, what are your thoughts? I mean, I agree with, um, you know, Lester and Emerald regarding there are exceptions to the rule. Um, but I do have friends that are like gig workers, you know, Lyft and, um, you know, those type of uh, um, professions that, you know, with COVID, no one, you know, it's getting a little bit better because people are traveling and, and getting out a little bit more. But for a while that wasn't happening. So, you know, they were very happy when, um, you know, to get the money and, and you know, to, to stay at home since it was, um, you know, uh, risky to um, to be out. But, you know, I just it's just unfortunate because the jobs are out there and people don't want to work. But, um, you know, unfortunately, in, in a couple months that's going to, that's going to all end. So, um, I just think that it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a shame that, that people don't want to, that they don't want to work. My so great, we have to do something to get people back. Oh yeah. My great producer, Noah. What, yeah, I what think we're thoughts? all in agreement on the, on this topic, just based off of the things that I already believe and that your guests have chimed in with. There's obviously, jobs available out there for people the problem is that the government is just handing out these checks i think too willy-nilly and unemployment is continuing to be extended and there's a lot of breaks given and you know to have that safety net for certain individuals i get it you know this has been a hard time for everybody and not everybody is having the same circumstance but there's a lot of people out there that are saying hey i can get more money sitting at home or not much less with the comparison, if I go to work and I'm also not allowed to spend time with my family, I'm going to stay at home. And so I think that needs to be maybe revamped and some of these figures need to be changed because otherwise I don't see this changing, James. I, I think you're right. <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I think that they really do need to look at the the system that they ha already have in place that they have already agreed upon. You know, so Michelle. Yes. According to Forbes, at least 21 states are set to stop participating in the federal government supplemental unemployment benefits program, which provides an extra $300 a week to the jobless, claiming the payments desensitize workers to get back on the job. Do you agree or disagree? Let's start with um, Kathy. Um, I mean, at this point, it's... It's a real problem. You know, we say we want to get the economy back working, and um, this is difficult to, to do. So, you know, I think that they're going to have to do something. Um, I mean, at this point, it's it's almost kind of an emergency. to So to have waited till September, you know, I think that they're going to have to um, – they're just really going to have to, to put this thing in, in, in motion sooner. Um, regarding the the uh, um, you know that that's what it's going to do um, it's going to take to force people back to work. I think that's what's going it's going to have to do. It's just unfortunate because there are again there are exceptions to the rule, but um, from uh, the other two panelists, 
you know, they're hurting um, as far as their businesses. What about you, Dr. Freeman? Well, I agree with Kathy. I, I wish I could add more, um, something more salient to that particular question. But I agree with um, Ms. Murray. Emil? I think the um, the vaccine rollouts are going to help that situation because now, as um, at the beginning of the show, I think um, James mentioned that um, the age limit now is going down a little lower. And Dr. Freeman, you can probably chime in on that, which would kind of, I think, affect the greater portion of the population that has been affected as a result of this. So I think that tied together with, you know, um, the government saying we're no longer going to subsidize um, the states in that way will help people get back into the um, into the workforce. That's a good segue. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, Noah? I agree, I agree with Kathy. I think, you know, the fact that they're thinking about having these additional monies stop being given out in September I mean, that that's great. I think that's definitely going to help. But I think September is too far out. I mean, if it were up to me, I would try and renegotiate and do it a lot sooner because people need to get back to work. We need to get things more back to normal now so the economy and and life can get back as close to normal as possible. Yeah. And, you know, I believe that uh, just like what Kathy, Kathy said, uh, that they need to look at this uh, a lot sooner. I think the uh, 21 states, to, as Michelle had written down, that uh, are looking at stopping a lot of the benefits in at the end of July. Uh, but we we also have to keep in mind that there are some people out there that really need this. So we have to be very careful about uh, making sure that um, we don't have a setback on a lot of folks. But I believe if you are capable of working and there is nothing wrong with you and there are jobs. I don't believe that people said that they can't find a job right now. I, I believe there are so many jobs out there and it might not be the job, ideal job that you want. But um, if you go back to work, you're contributing to uh, our economy. And, and so um, we need to get get back to work, get back in stride and uh, just move uh, ahead. James. Yes. May I just add one more thing? There are companies out there, uh, ours included, that will actually train people while they work. And still, there are no takers. Wow. You know, we will pay, we will pay them to learn. And there's still no takers. So this is a problem. Uh, I was just reading an article. They said the problem is not supply, it's demand. Oh yeah, yeah, you know. and, and uh, you're right. It's uh, it's a it's a lot of jobs out there that that are asking and, and willing to and give bonuses to anybody to take those jobs. But uh, government had to rethink that one. But yeah, can you introduce our next topic? Yes, next topic is COVID news. Per the CDC, fully vaccinated people can resume activities without wearing a mask or physically distancing, except where required by federal, state, local, tribal, or territorial laws, rules, and regulations, including local business and workplace guidance. What is your opinion regarding this statement by the CDC? Let's start with Emerald. Well, you know what? Um, I'm going to defer um, this topic more to, to Dr. Freeman, but my opinion is if the CDC feels that if you're vaccinated, that, you know, they can relax some of these guidelines, then wouldn't that, going back to our previous topic, that would probably open it up more to like, hey, I can actually get out there and work. I can resume my normal, you know, lifestyle because um, we're getting vaccinated, as I alluded to before, that's being pushed out, or um, the CDC is, is lessening the, the distance and the, and the mask wearing. So, I mean, Dr. Freeman, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are, I think it's great in one, in one respect. That, like you said, it gets more people more confident to be out there, to look for a job, to be more sociable, um, you know, to move around a lot more as far as uh, exercise and just fresh air is concerned. 
But as a healthcare worker, um, I, you know, I'm fully vaccinated, but I still wear my mask because I deal with sick people all the time. And I don't want, you know, to transfer anything that one person has to another patient. So I still wear my mask. But I think healthcare workers are a little different. But I think it more more uh, applies to people who are, you know, non-healthcare workers, um, because I don't see many doctors or nurses or any ancillary staff in the hospitals, um, you know, uh, going to agree with that particular aspect of uh, the CDC's guideline. But wow. that's that's more for the general public, I think. I tell you what, we got to take a station break, but we're gonna come back and continue to talk about COVID news. It's your life. I'm James Coley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer San Diego streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, we're talking uh, hot topics today. And uh, we already talked about the labor shortage in America, and now we're talking about uh, COVID news. And and if you want to be part of the conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Dr. Freeman. Many states are removing mass mandates. Do you see this as a positive or a negative or for uh, uh, spreading the virus? I think it's a very positive. Um, like I stated uh, before the break, that, um, that they most, mostly helps the general public. It's mostly geared towards the general public and not really towards healthcare workers because we're exposed to so much uh, so many contagions in the atmosphere, respiratory contact, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I think I'm for it, especially if you're fully vaccinated. You know, what about, uh, okay, so uh, we just got news from the CDC uh, uh, this past week uh, that it's okay to come together and without masks, uh, indoors, in some cases, outdoors all the time. Right. Uh, uh, my my question is this uh, for everybody. How do you know who's been vaccinated and who has not been vaccinated? Yeah, that that's a that's an issue. That's a problem uh, because uh, some people, some families that come to my practice don't want the vaccination. And as simple as that, but they still want to go out and do their thing, whether it's socialize, go to work, uh, shop go to the movies, et cetera, et cetera. And it's having a, it, it's almost impossible to, you know, figure out who's vaccinated and who's not. So um, that, that's, that's going to be a real problem. What's the answer? There, there, I don't know. And neither does the CDC. And mm-hmm. they don't have an answer either. It's just you got to take people's word for it. <laughs> but, but, but fortunately, I would say, According to the CDC, that this whole pandemic is probably going to last probably towards the end of this year, maybe around fall. Uh, Personally, I can wait till fall, but uh, a lot of people can't. 
It's Dr. Freeman. I want to ask another question. Um, why should we vaccinate children if they are less at risk for complications or for spreading the virus? What's your opinion on that? Well, remember, the children are, don't live in a bubble. They live with fa their other family members. So you have family members who have um, serious illnesses, who, have, uh, who are organ transplant patients, who are chemotherapy patients, who um, have immune, Im immunological uh, problems. So you might not get it, or somebody who's extremely elderly and extremely fragile. So even though children are uh, most of the times asymptomatic and or have very mild symptoms, they can still give it to these very vulnerable individuals and populations. That definitely makes sense. Um, I have a question for all the guests. Why do you believe that some people still think this pandemic was all a hoax? We're going to start with you, Kathy. Hmm. Yeah, I just think it was uh, unfortunately made out to be very political. And um, I just, I, you know, it, it still boggles my mind um, because I had friends, um, I had a neighbor pass away. So if you've actually seen someone uh, really sick or that has died from this, I mean, there's no denying that this is real. And um, and even some of my friends at the beginning was like, yeah, you know, it's just like the flu. But those people seem to change their mind as people in their circle or family members got it. And then they kind of changed their mind. So I have seen, seen people switch their views. But the, the, the people that are still saying, okay, it's not a big deal, I, I, I still just don't understand that. I'm, I'm with you, Kathy. Um, Noah, do you have any comments regarding that? Yeah, I do. Uh, is it a hoax? No, it's definitely not a hoax. The virus is definitely definitely real. It has effect, it has affected many people. However, I will say, and I work in the news each and every day, and I do a lot of research, a lot of hard research, and a lot of the things that I see is, like it or not, this has been used as a political ploy in a lot of different sectors. I'm not saying by everybody, but it has been done so, especially here in California. And I'm calling our governor out because he has used that to destroy this economy. And that is my opinion. And it is time to get back to work here in California. And it, it, it needs to stop. It, it, it's definitely real. But to say that the, this, uh, the, the, this virus is at the level that they say it's at, the numbers have been definitely inflated. And I could list several sources that we probably don't have time to get into tonight. And that's just, that's just the, the bare bones of it. So it is real, but it has been hyperinflated. And I think it has caused a lot of unnecessary panic and a lot of unnecessary fear within the American people. And we still need to take care of each other. But that's what I think. Wow, we got a caller on the line. Uh, Joshua, are you there? Yes. Hi, James. How you doing there? Hey, doing just fine. How you doing? How you doing? Joshua, what, are, doing, what, what are your thoughts uh, on, on this COVID question? Well, as far as the, the COVID goes, you know, here's a, here's a, a poignant question, James. Uh, what if the mortality rate was higher than the, the 3% that it is? What if this mortality rate was 15 or 20, 20%? Uh, how would people react to the the vaccine then? Uh, you know, it's pretty pretty low comparatively, relatively. But if, if the mortality rate, people were dying at a, at a rate of twenty percent, uh, people would feel quite a bit different about taking the vaccine. I, I feel we need to reach herd immunity because look, I'm a financial consultant. I'm a long term. Uh, specialist. Uh, so I, I, I help my clients invest in in long term, invest for the long term. Now this is this is potentially a long term problem. We need to apply long term solutions to it. If we don't reach herd immunity, the virus is going to keep going. It's already mutated into you know other strains that we we're, we're going to need to squash. We we're, we're going to need to beat. 
Um, you know, and, and the solution for it is in your face every day being promoted. Uh, and it's, it's, it's the vaccine. If we reach her, her, herd immunity, we're able to live our lives and we're walking in the right direction. The CDC came out with the new guidelines. We can re- remove masks. But, you know, it's it's still, you know, the private companies and you go into the grocery store, you're still having to wear the masks. Uh, and that's because this, the virus is still here. People are still dying. And it's it's a real problem. And, and, uh, and that's what I feel about it. Wow. I, I, I got a question for all you guys. OK, do you feel safe planning uh, vacation travel, going to restaurants, the gym or regardless uh, if you are fully vaccinated or not? Uh, let's start with what you, Emerald. Emerald. No. Yeah, I, I get it. I feel, I feel better knowing I've been vaccinated. I'm still, you know, I'll go into the restaurant. I still try to maintain my distance and things of that nature. Here in in Virginia, actually, you still require to, to uh, wear a mask, and a certain amount of people can be in the restaurant, things like that. Um, so to answer your question, honestly, yeah, I'm still apprehensive, even though I'm fully vaccinated. What about you, Kathy? Uh, I feel the same. I mean, I think it's such a habit that I don't mind being outside and um, unmasked. But when I go in the grocery stores, I, I just still um I, I still put my mask on. I mean, I think a lot of people, even though this is a vaccine, I mean, it's just like when you get a flu shot, you could still get the flu. So you could still get sick, um, even though you may not die with um, the vaccine. I'm just a little kind of like Emerald. I'm still kind of hesitant and kind of want to, you know, keep keep my mask close when I need to. Dr. Freeman. James, I'm sorry, James. This is Emerald again. I just want to chime in also again. A point I left out is that my mother's 84 years old. Even though she's been fully vaccinated, I still, you know, I'm around her now. I haven't been around her as often as I'd like, but now I am. So she's fully vaccinated. I am as well. I still feel the need to err on the side of caution when I'm going to be around her. So that's really my feeling. What about you, Dr. Freeman? Well, um, Socially, I try not to mingle with too many people when I'm either in the gym. When I'm in the gym, everybody wears a mask. Uh, and I live in, in Georgia, okay? Everybody wears a mask. They're required to wear a mask. When I go to the supermarket, I'm usually in and out of the supermarket pretty quickly anyway. But uh, I see a lot of people, more and more people who are maskless. And I'm sure not all of them have been fully vaccinated. So... I'm in and out of there very quickly. So um, uh, I'm, I'm just not that ready. I just feel, I don't feel confident mm-hmm. to be, be around people in, in mass, so to speak. Wow. You know, so uh, uh, what about you, Noah? You got any inputs on this? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, since this whole thing uh, started, we were trying to learn more about the virus. And now that a lot of, the information has come out where I'm at currently vaccinated or not is I refuse to live in fear and I'm cautious, obviously, but I'm going to live my life. And if that means spending time with my family and going places and making sure that we're living our best life, that's what I'm going to do. Great, great answer. You know, we have to take a station break, but we're going to come back. We're going to finish up this topic and go into our next topic, physical fitness and health. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity 
of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, we're talking about hot topics today. And uh, 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 the first two topics was uh, kind of heated a little bit, but uh, much needed. And we got a lot of brilliant minds uh, here today, and um, I tell you, I, I love it. Uh, we're going to finish up uh, with COVID, but I got to ask uh, Dr. Freeman one more question about this. Dr. Freeman, um, what are your your thoughts uh, on uh, the the vaccine for the 12 to 15 year old? And do you think it should be administered to uh, a much younger than that? Well, I think the 12 to 15 year olds is probably a good idea because they're a little bit more sociable because they get out more. They 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 participate in a lot of organized sports organized activities even more than uh, younger children are. So um, I think that is a good idea. Now, a lot of the parents that I see on a daily basis are still not going for it. They don't want their child uh, immunized. As a matter of fact, overall, I've seen a decrease in um, parents wanting their child immunized, not just for COVID, but for a lot of other vaccines. So the anti-vaxxer movement is real. That's also been real. That's, that's been, uh, should I say, a sequelae or a complication with this pandemic. People don't trust the scientific community as much as they, they, they did in the past. You know, uh, if you want to call and be part of this conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Michelle, can you introduce the next topic? Yes, physical fitness and health. Exercise and healthy eating not only changes your body, it changes your mind, your attitude, and your mood. We're going to start with Kathy. Kathy, why do you believe that some people find it challenging to incorporate physical fitness into their lives? Uh, I think the biggest uh, reason I feel that people don't want to start exercising is uh, one of them is time. I don't have time. And another reason is um, motivation or people just don't know um, how to start. Um, uh, so I think those are the some of the three biggest challenges is, you know, how do I start? Um, you know, a lot of people say they were high school athletes and they're older. They want to go back to what they did you know, in high school, and, and that's just not the case because then they get frustrated or they get injured or they're really sore, and then they just give up. That makes sense. So um, at what time in your life did you start getting serious about physical fitness and healthy eating, Kathy? You know, I learned uh, at a young age that you can't exercise your way out of a bad diet. <laughs> so in my 20s, I was working out and just eating junk. So I think the biggest turnaround for me is right out of college, I decided to um, dabble in bodybuilding. 
and bodybuilding, you can't go up on stage. Well, you can, but you're not going to win if you're, 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 you're going to eat what you want to eat and not be lean. So for me, the turnaround was getting into bodybuilding and having to totally change my uh, diet to healthier eating, and um, it totally changed my body composition. So that was it for me. Hey, Kathy. What about? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Michelle. Go ahead. On. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to ask the same question to Emeril. At what time in your life did you start getting serious about physical fitness and healthy eating? I think when I turned um, probably around 45, when my uh, doctor told me, hey, your blood pressure is not getting handled, it's not getting maintained. Um, I know you've tried to you know, adjust your diet and add you know, physical fitness to it, but it's just not cutting it which kind of like said, hey, I got to really move better. I have to really do a much better job of what I eat, how much I eat, when I eat, and how much exercise I, I get. So for me, around 45 is when I, it woke me up. What about you, Noah? Well, I was pretty physically fit in high school. I did track and uh, exercise a lot. And then once I left high school, you know, just trying to being a single father like I was when when that happened and working two jobs, I used the excuse that Kathy was talking about. Hey, don't have time for it. It doesn't fit into my schedule. And, and then eventually when things simmered down, I had ended up having one career. You in radio, you realize, OK, even if it's a short amount of time, you have to make even a little bit of time. It's good for you physically. It's good for you mentally. You know, whether you're in the gym or whether you're doing yoga or whether you're uh, just doing stretching, find something every day, make it a habit of it and do it all the time because it's good for you all the way around. And you need that, like I said, physically and mentally in your life. Hey, Kathy, um, I know in your personal training, uh, you're doing, you got a lot of clients. Well, can you tell our listening ones why does. um physical fitness also not just increase your physical but mentally and emotionally can you explain that to uh our listening audience that that's kind of like pushing back right now and we all need to get out there and, and get fit yeah i think that um a lot of people especially my newer clients the aha moment comes when they start working out and they start um, having more increased energy, they're sleeping better, they're not as stressed. So those things, um, you know, as far as get, getting more physically fit and eating better, it kind of balances everything out. Um, your your mental, your your more uh, uh, clear mentally, um, you're more alert. So that really. Um, I, I, I see with my clients it really works. And then if they like say they something happens and they take a week off or something and then they kind of regress and they go, wow, you know what? Now I realize that's why I had all this energy um, because I was working out and movement, um, you know, balances that out. And I think with the, the mental and the, uh, the spiritual balance. Why do people need to understand that even though you're working out and you're getting all the cardiovascular, uh, that you also need to eat right? Now, I remember last time you was on the show, you said that you had some of your clients take pictures of what they was eating and send it to you. You said, oh, you're eating too much. Can you explain Yeah. <laughs> Portion sizes are huge. I mean, people, and, you know, especially when you eat out. Um, they give you so much food because you're looking at, hey, I'm getting a lot. I'm getting this for my money or all you can eat, what have you. Um, but it just ruins people. I mean, even like if they're eating a health fish or something like that, they're eating, say, eight ounces versus a smaller portion. Um, yeah, that's, that's a big one. You really have to um, not eat too fast, not eat to your stuff. You really have to slow down and take your time and just really watch the portion sizes. Hey, this question is for everybody. And for the sake of time, um, can you explain briefly how has the pandemic affected your physical fitness and eating habits? We'll start with Dr. Freeman. Thank you. 
Well, they call it, they don't call it the quarantine 15 for nothing. <laughs> okay. Ever since the quarantine started in early summer 2020, my patients who, by the time the fall comes around, they come to my office. These were athletes, people who were in basketball, football, cheerleading, et cetera, et cetera. They would come to my office and they've gained minimum 15 to 25 pounds. And so it, they, they put on a tremendous amount of weight because a lot of them, especially the students, I see only uh, children between zero and 21 years of age, they do a lot of virtual schooling. So they literally roll out of bed, roll into their, their uh, chair, wheel their way to their computer, attend school while they're snacking on corn chips, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and um, and uh, and ba- excuse me, and bagels, and then when school is over or when there's a break, they either go to the bathroom or they roll right back into bed, and it's, and it just does it every single day. And a lot of these kids are coming in um, massively over- obese where they weren't before. Uh, I was telling a, a colleague of mine that in the last three, uh, two and a half months, I diagnosed two, no, three kids with type two diabetes because they put on so much weight at, at, in a, such, such a short span of time that uh, they developed these issues and hypertension as well. And, it, and bad skin because it also affects your skin, uh, what you put in your body. So a lot of kids coming in with um, abscesses, um, uh, an exacerbation of their um, acne vulgaris, uh, eczema, flare-ups. It's ridiculous. You know, I, I tell you, uh, I want to remind everybody of the Legacy Contest. Uh, hey, uh, Noah, can you play that uh, message from uh, Rob? Thank you, James. Yes, I'm Rob Lucy, and I'd love to tell you a little bit more about the Legacy Story Contest. This is a contest that you will write. It's a story that you really don't want to disappear. You'd really love your family and your friends and your colleagues know about this story. It could be anything. It could be something from your childhood. It could be about getting married, about falling in love, about um, um, burning down the barn. You didn't mean to do that. Any story that you don't want to disappear, that you'd love to have your descendants learn about hundreds of years from now. So write your story up to 300 words, a story you don't want to disappear, and we'll uh, judge y'all. We'll read all three, all stories, and we'll come up with a winner. We'll decide on a winner with a great prize. That's the Legacy Story Contest, James, and uh, I'm looking forward to start reading them. Wow. You know, I tell you, get your uh, uh, entry in by May 25th, and uh, remember the last uh, three that's uh, going to end this contest will be on the James Cooley Show the 4th of June. I'd like to thank my panel for taking the time to come. We, we got Dr. Freeman, we got Kathy Murray, and we got Emerald, uh, and uh, Michelle, uh, Noah. And also, I'd like to thank my listening audience for taking the time to uh, listen to us every night. Remember, we'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. It's your life with James Cooley. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.